Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible. And today's reading is for April 20th. David anointed King of Judah, 2 Samuel 2, 1-7, 1010 BC. In the course of time, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up to one of the towns of Judah? He asked. The Lord said, Go up. David asked, Where shall I go? To Hebron, the Lord answered. So David went up there with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David also took the men who were with him, each with his family, and they settled in Hebron with its towns. Then the men of Judah came to Hebron, and there they anointed David king over the tribe of Judah. When David was told that it was the men from Jabeth-Gilead who had buried Saul, he sent messengers to them to say to them, The Lord bless you for showing this kindness to Saul, your master, for burying him. May the Lord now show you kindness and faithfulness, and I too will show you the same favor because you have done this. Now then, be strong and brave, for Saul your master is dead, and the people of Judah have anointed me king over them. Ish-bosheth proclaimed king of Israel. 2 Samuel 2, 8-11 Meanwhile, Abner son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, had taken Ish-bosheth son of Saul and brought him over to Mahinim. He made him king over Gilead, Ashuri and Jezreel, and also over Ephraim, Benjamin, and all Israel. Ishbosheth, son of Saul, was forty years old when he became king over Israel, and he reigned two years. The tribe of Judah, however, remained loyal to David. The length of time David was king in Hebron over Judah was seven years and six months. War between Israel and Judah, Second Samuel two, twelve to seventeen. Abner, son of Ner, together with the men of Ishbosheth, son of Saul left Mahanim and went to Gibeon. Joab, son of Zeruah, and David's men went out and met them at the pool of Gibeon. One group sat down on one side of the pool and one group on the other side. Then Abner said to Joab, let's have some of the young men get up and fight hand to hand in front of us. All right, let's do them to it, or let them to it, <laughs> Joab said. So they stood up and were counted off, 12 men for Benjamin and Ishbosheth, son of Saul, and 12 for David. Then each man grabbed his opponent by the head and thrust his dagger into his opponent's side, and they fell down together. So that place in Gibeon was called Helkath Hazurim. The battle that day was very fierce, and Abner and the Israelites were defeated by David's men. The death of Asahel, 2 Samuel 2, 18-3-1. The three sons of Zerui were there, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. Now Asahel was as fleet-footed as a wild gazelle. He chased Abner, turning neither to the right nor to the left as he pursued him. Abner looked behind him and asked, Is that you, Azahel? It is, he answered. Then Abner said to him, Turn aside to the right or to the left. Take on one of the young men and strip him of his weapons. But Asahel would not stop chasing him. Again, Abner warned Asahel, Stop chasing me. Why should I strike you down? How could I look your brother Joab in the face? But Asahel refused to give up the pursuit. So Abner thrust the butt of his spear into Asahel's stomach, and the spear came out through his back. He fell there and died on the spot, and every man stopped when he came to the place where Asahel had fallen and died. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner, and as the sun was setting, they came to the hill of Amma near Gia on the way to the wasteland of Gibeon. Then the men of Benjamin rallied behind Abner. They formed themselves into a group and took their stand on a hill on top. Abner called out to Joab, Must the sword devour forever? Don't you realize that this will end in bitterness? 
How long before you order your men to stop pursuing their fellow Israelites? Joab answered, As surely as God lives, if you had not spoken, the men would have continued pursuing them until morning. So Joab blew the trumpet, and all the troops came to a halt. They no longer pursued Israel, nor did they fight any more. All that night, Abner and his men marched through the Arabah. They crossed to Jordan, continued through the morning hours, and came to Mahanim. Then Joab stopped pursuing Abner and assembled the whole army. Besides Asahel, 19 of David's men were found missing. But David's men had killed 360 Benjamites who were with Abner. They took Asahel and buried him in his father's tomb at Bethlehem. Then Joab and his men marched all night and arrived at Hebron by daybreak. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David lasted a long time. David grew stronger and stronger while the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. David's sons born in Hebron, 2 Samuel 3, 2-5. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon, the son of Ahinoam of Jezreel. His second, Kiliab, the son of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. The third, Absalom, the son of Mekah, daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. The fifth, Sheftiah, the son of Abital. And the sixth, Ithriam, the son of David's wife, Eglah. These were born to David in Hebron. 1 Chronicles 3, 1-4a. These were the sons of David, born to him in Hebron. The firstborn was Amnon, the son of Ahinoam of Jezreel. The second, Daniel, the son of Abigail of Carmel. The third, Absalom, the son of Mekah, daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. The fifth, Sheftiah, the son of Abital. And the sixth, Ithriam, by his wife Eglah. These six were born to David in Hebron, where he reigned seven years and six months. David's Mightiest Men, 2 Samuel 23, 8-17. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Joshab Bashabath, a Tecumonite, the chief of the three, he raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodai, the Ahohite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines and gathered at Pasadamon for battle. Then the Israelites retreated, but Eliezer stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eliezer, but only to strip the dead. Next to him was Shammai, son of Agi, the Herorite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was field full of lentils, Israel, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shammai took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. During harvest time, three of the thirty chief warriors came down to David at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephim. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? And David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. 1 Chronicles 11, 10-19 these were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised. This is the list of David's mighty warriors. Jashobim, a Hakmonite, 
was chief of the officers. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodai the Halothite, one of the three mighty warriors. He was with David at Pasdaman when the Philistines gathered there for battle. At a place where there was a field full of barley, the troops fled from the Philistines. But they took their stand in the middle of the field. They defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty chiefs came down to David to the rock of the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Raphim. At that time David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. God forbid that I should do this, he said. Should I drink the blood of these men who went at the risk of their lives? Because they risked their lives to bring it back, David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Again, that's a repeat of the, uh, the line of his warriors or the names of his warriors as well as what happened in that situation from what we already read in 2 Samuel. David's 30 mighty men, 2 Samuel 23, 18 to 39. Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of Zariah, was chief of the three. He raised a spear against 300 men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. Was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabzeel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. <laughs> Love to hear more about that. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three, and David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Ashiel, the brother of Joab, Elphanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shammah, the Herodite, Elika, the Herodite, Helez, the Paltite, Ira, son of Ikash from Tekoa, Abiezer from Anathoth, Sipkai, the Hushathite, Zalman, the Hoahite, Mahari, the Nephtophite, Heled, son of Bena, the Nephtophite, Ishai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah in Benjamin, Benaiah, the Pirthonite, Hidai, from the ravines of Gash, Abba Almud, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Barhumite, Eliaba, the Shalbanite, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, son of Shammah, the Hararite, Ahiam, son of Sharar, the Hararite, Eliphalat, son of Abishai, the Maccathite, Eliam, son of Ahithophel, the Gilanite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Pri, the Arbite, Igel, son of Nathan from Zobah, the son of Hagri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Nahari, the Barathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zeruah, Ira, the Earthite, Gareb, the Earthite, and Uriah, the Hittite. There were 37 in all. 1 Chronicles 11, 20-47. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. He was doubly honored above the three and became their commander, even though he was not included among them. 
Benayasim Johaida, a valiant fighter from Kabzeel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Same guy. And he struck down an Egyptian who was five cubits tall. Although the Egyptian had a spear like a weaver's rod in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three, and David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Now we finish this reading with the list of the mighty warriors, and please don't check me because I'll probably pronounce these differently than I did the last time. The mighty warriors were Ashiel, the brother of Joab, Elahan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shamoth, the Herorite, Helaz, the Pelonite, Ira, son of Ikkash from Tekoa, Abiezer from Anathoth, Sabakai from Hushathite, Eli, the Hohite, Mahari, the Neftophathite, Eled, son of Bena, the Netophathite, Ithai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah and Benjamin, Benaiah, the Pirithonite, Hirai from the ravines of Gash, Abiel the Arbathite, Asmavath the Baruamite, Eliabah the Shalbanite, the sons of Hashem the Gizianite, Jonathan son of Shaggy the Herorite, Atheum son of Sacher the Herorite, Elaphal son of Ur, Hefer the Mechorithite, Ahijah the Pelonite, Hezro the Carmelite, Nare son of Ezbai, Joel the brother of Nathan, Mibhar son of Hagri, Zalek the Ammonite, Nahari the Barathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zariah, Ira the Ithrite, Gerib the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad, son of Ahali, Adonah, son of Shia, the Reubenite, who was chief of the Reubenites and the thirty with him, Hanan, son of Maka, Jophsaphat, the Mithonite, Uzziah, the Atherothite, Shammai and Jael, the sons of Hotham, the Ararite, Jadiel, son of Shimri, his brother Joah the Tithite, Eliel the Mahite, Jeribai and Josephi, the sons of Elnaim, Ithma the Moabite, Eliel, Obed, and Jaseel the Mozabite. And that is the reading for April 20th. All right, so as we look through this reading, we have David anointed king. That's uh, pretty important right but at the beginning he's just anointed to the southern part of judah and saul's son anointed uh king of israel and so you have this war and you have uh david winning of course and then you've got uh the sons of david listed both in samuel and chronicles you've got david mightiest men listed in Samuel and Chronicles. So what is it that we take away from this reading today? Well, you, you have, of course, um, the, the prophecy coming true, God doing what he said he's going to do. And that is, is that he makes David king. You've got God saying that I'm going to give you a victory in this battle. And he goes out and does that. Um, you've got some of the those who are not supporting David who die. You've got the listing of David's sons and, and the mightiest men. Uh, I think I'm going to, to focus on my devotional takeaway from this passage. The mightiest men. 
Uh, here you have um, these guys who are great warriors, and David takes them as his mighty men, um, and we have these incredible things uh, that they do. My favorite was, you know, the one who went down into a pit and killed a lion on a snowy day. <laughs> um, but they do all these incredible things. And, and these are guys who uh, God lists a few times here in the scriptures. Uh, they would never become king. And yet God uses them even more so than the entire army. He uses them specifically to do these things for David, even going to get him water across enemy lines. And he ends up pouring it out, you know. Um, but... They did that because they dedicated their lives to the service of God to serve their king. And they used the abilities God had given them to do the things that no one else could do. My takeaway is that God has called me to do what he has called me to do. Where he has called me to do it, however long he's called me to do it. And the end of it is for his glory. Uh, whether I'm uh, leading something or supporting somebody else or uh, whether, you know, regardless of what kind of job I have, whatever it is, wherever I'm at, whatever roles God has given me, I want to do that to the best of my ability. He has given me uh, giftings and a heart to serve him, and that's what I need to do. And then he decides how that's used and how he accomplishes his will. Uh, but that's what I'm going to take away today is focusing on where has God placed me? What he has given me to do? And how can I serve him with all of my might? Father, thank you for this passage and for how we see David becoming king and how we see your protection of him, how we see these mighty men rallying around him and you using them for your glory. Father, you've placed each of us where you have placed us, with whom you have placed us, gifted us the way you've gifted us for this time, this purpose, Father, may I be faithful to you today to serve you with all that I have for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.